0: Did you know that each day, every one of you makes about 35,000 choices in a day? Those were just some of the choices that people make. 35,000 choices the average American uh, uh, adult makes every single day. Most of those choices we don't even know that we're making. They're just spontaneous. We make them. We probably make them out of memory. We just get up and we do something. We get up, we brush our teeth, but we have a choice whether to brush our teeth or not. We get up and we maybe eat breakfast, but we have that choice whether or not. And so we make choices throughout each and every day. And there's one way I have found that most people like to make a tough choice. And for most of you today, when you're claiming you got given a nickel. We're kind of cheapskates because I was going to give you all like quarters, but I was like, hmm, that may be a little expensive. So you all got nickels. Have you noticed on a nickel there is a head... And there is a tail. A head or a tail. If any of you watch any sports at all, if you watch football, if you watch basketball, uh, you will know that at the beginning of the game, somebody flicks a coin, catches it, heads or tails. And the one who chooses heads and they win heads, they get to choose which side. Do you want to start on this side or this side? Do you want to kick off or not? But so many choices in life are made by a coin flip. Heads or tails. It's a choice that is made and is known throughout the world. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Everybody knows heads or tails. It doesn't matter whether you've got a, an American dollar or American coin, if you've got a British coin, if you've got a, a Euro, if you've got a Indian rupee. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows what heads or tails is. There are two sides to a coin. Heads or tails. And you know, when I was at when I was about 17, my friends and myself, we started driving, and uh, we were kind of like the wild lot. And so uh, in, instead of like going and like, smashing windows and things like that, we decided, well, let, let, let's, let's be good. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's be good teenagers. So what we did, we, did, we came up with this game. And uh, this game was that we would get two cars, and uh, so half of our friends would pile into one car. The other, the other friends would pile into another. We would get to a starting point. And we would, we would get, get ourselves a coin and we would have 20 times that we could flip that coin, heads or tails. Heads meant that in the car, when we got to an intersection, we would turn right and tails meant that we would turn left. And uh, we'd have 60 minutes to get to a destination and get back with 20 flips of a coin. And the winners would basically be the ones who could get the furthest away from our starting position. And then the losing team would buy... The winning team, McDonald's. I told you, we were like the last of the big spenders. I mean, McDonald's, wow. But uh, it, was, it was pretty neat for us. Um, so what we would do, we'd get in the car, and we would flip a coin, we'd have to record everything that we, what we would do. And uh, it kind of sounds a little like a lame game now, I think, but we kind of had fun. It was, it, it was good. And uh, the best team, I think they got about 30 miles away. And we lived in a city, so you know there was lots of turns and different things. But they got about 30 miles away. And then the worst team got like five mar- like after like five minutes they ended up at the same destination so they had to wait like fifty five minutes for the other team to come back but we would do this we would play this game to see which way we could go which path we could take which road we could take and if we ch- chose heads we would go right if we chose tails we would go left and so often life can become like a coin toss for us heads we go right tails we go left and maybe even this morning You got up and you flipped a coin. Shall I go to church? Heads. Shall I stay in bed? Tails. And for those of you who came, great, it was probably heads. For those who didn't, maybe it was tails. But so often, we make a choice like a coin toss. Most of the choices that we make, though, we don't even think about. Some choices, we ponder for a while on them. Then we make a choice. Some choices that we make, they haunt us for the rest of our lives. Some We look back in regret, But there are some choices that we make in life that are very hard to make. Think about some of the choices for for those here who are over 18. I think that's all of us in in, in here this morning. How many choices you have made, and when I mean choices, I mean life choices that you have made since you were 18. Should I go to college or should I start work? If I go to college, which college should I go to? Which career path should I take? Should I give that guy a chance who has been stalking me? Should I give that girl a chance who is just annoying me? Should I ask that girl to marry me? Shall we buy a house or shall we rent? Shall we start having kids or wait a few years? Should we get a dog or a cat? Dog always, trust me. You don't want cats. Dogs always. Should I, how much should I save for retirement? Should I quit my job? Or should I stick it out another year? Should I file for divorce? Or should I stay with a husband or a wife who I know has been unfaithful? Should I whole school my kids? Or should I send them to public school? And so on and so on. Choice after choice. Kind of the older we get, I think the tougher our choices become. And those choices we make throughout life. And some of these major life choices are not decided by a coin. If you decide them by a coin, I'm like, good luck to you. But so often the outcome of our choices end up like we've just flipped a coin. Like we flip a coin, heads, we go down this career path. Tails, we go down this one. And then we go down this one and it kind of falls flat on our face. How about that time that we say, yeah, we're going to give that guy a chance or or, I want to get married to this girl, but yet it turns out in a divorce. How often we say, no, we're going to wait for kids, but yet a child comes unexpected. How often do we make choices or we plan our paths in life and plan our careers, but yet they do not work out how we thought they would work out? So, in the end, sometimes we regret our marriage because of the painful divorce. We regret the college education because we are thousands and thousands of dollars in debt and now we can't find a job that's going to pay those debts. We regret sending our kids to public school because they turn out to be people who just want to try everything and everything. We regret sending our kids or keeping our kids in homeschool because suddenly they grow up and they're not as social as what we would have liked. Sometimes our choices do not pan out how we would like them to go. However, this morning, I want you to ask this question of yourself. What if? What if there was a way in life to know which choice to make and which one not to take? Which path to go down and which path not to go down. When those major life choices come in your life, what if there was a way that you could decide, I know which way I want to go? I want you to ask that question, what if this morning? What if? What if there was a way that you could be so clear about? What if a way that you knew, yes, this way was right, this way was wrong? This one's going to give me joy and happiness, this one's going to give me pain and destruction, this one's going to give me hope. Oh, this one's going to leave me hopeless. So often, we make decisions in our life to better our own lives. We decide on something because it feels good to us. I mean, most of us, if we're to be real this morning, the decisions that we make are so that we can better our own lives. However... The problem is, we are human beings. And as human beings, we are very limited in our thought patterns and in the the things that we think. All we can see is what is around us. So often, in our thoughts, all we can think about is our feelings and our emotions. But today, I want to very quickly introduce you into a way of life that will eliminate the coin toss. Eliminate those tough decisions for you. Eliminate those ways that you know that it may not work out when you know life will work out for you. I want to show you a way to live today that will give you a life that is just worth living. You know, in the, book, uh, in the Bible, there is a book, a whole book, 31 chapters, full of thousands upon thousands of sayings. It's called the book of Proverbs. And it was written thousands upon thousands of years ago by a few different authors. One of them, one who wrote most of them, was a man by the name of Solomon. Solomon was the king of Israel. And he was known as probably the wisest man who ever lived. But yet Solomon made a lot of unwise choices as well. But he was a man who knew some wise ways of living. And he wrote them down along with some other people. And these proverbs have have, uh, showed people how to live life To its fullest. Upon thousands of years, they've been tried and tested. And it will guide you through life. It will guide you how to parent your kids. It will guide you through your marriage. It will guide you through business decisions that you need to make. It will guide you through your personal finances. It will guide you through those life choices that you need to make. And these, like I said, these proverbs have been tried and tested for thousands of years. But today, I want to just very quickly share with you one proverb that I think needs to be the foundation of every one of our lives. And if we put this as the foundation of our lives, I promise you this morning that your life will start making decisions that will go the right way. And when you come to a major life choice, if you put this proverb as the foundation of your life, you will know which path to take. So if you have your Bibles, if you can read them in the dark, if you can't, they'll be on the screen you want to turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And at verse 5 and verse 6, it says this. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will. Seek God's will in all that you do. And He will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek God's will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take, which choice to make, which decision to follow. So The first thing that we see here is that the proverb says trust in God. Now I see a big problem with this. How many of you have found it hard to trust somebody in your life? I know I have. There are some people I trust Some people I don't trust. Many of us, we've been burnt by life. We've been hurt. We've been deceived. Some of us, it's hard for us to trust a spouse. Others, it's hard for us to trust a friend or a family member. Others, it's hard to trust your boss or your work colleague or your neighbor. And so often in life, people break our trust. But here the proverb is saying that you must trust in God. Trust in God. However, I find something even harder. Now he's asking us to trust in something that we can't see. Imagine trying to trust in something that you can't see. That's a very difficult thing to do. But yet, God is the one who we know is an unchanging God. He is the one who was here before the world ever began. He is the one who put the stars into space. He is the one who put the very breath in your life. And the Bible says that God is an unchanging God. He has not changed one bit from the day He created the world to right now. And while all your other relationships and all the other things that you put your trust in change, while governments change, while uh, the economy changes, while your friendships changes, God never changes. And that means because God is stable, you are able to trust Him. Because you know exactly who God is. He is the God of this universe. And here in the book of Proverbs, we see that there's a few different areas, a few different uh, Proverbs that we see that, that the, the writer of the Proverbs is saying that we must trust in Why we must trust in God. And so in Proverbs 11, verse 28, it says this. It says, trust in your money and you will go down. But the godly, or those who trust in God, flourish like leaves in spring. Trust in your money, and you'll go down. Trust in God, and God will bring you up and make you flourish. So, the first thing when we trust in God, God brings us up. When we trust in other things, it brings us down. Then in Proverbs uh, 16, verse 20, it says this it says, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Or those who listen to God will prosper. But then those who trust in God or those who trust in the Lord will be joyful. They won't be sad. They will be joyful. And so when you trust in God, God raises you up and He gives you joy. That's why you should trust in God. Because God lifts you up and He gives you joy. Instead of if you trust in everything else, it brings you down and it could take away your joy. But yet, in fact, I think the the writer of the proverb here realizes, knows that many of us struggle with trusting in God or trusting in someone we do not see or we do not understand. And this is what he said. He said, trust in God with all your heart. And then he says, do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. If you are trying to understand God, you will fail. If you try to lean on your own understanding, you will fail. You know, so often in life, we lean on other things because we don't understand it. When we get sick, we don't know what's wrong with us a lot of the times, so we go to a doctor because they have greater understanding than us. When, we, when it comes time for tax time, like it's just been, many of us don't understand taxes or how they work, So we go to somebody who understands an accountant. If we get in trouble with the law, we do not understand the law. So we go to a lawyer because they understand it, we don't. If something goes wrong with your car, you go to a mechanic. I mean, how many can trust a mechanic? Come on. But you go to a mechanic because they have a greater understanding than what we do, most of us. But yet, when it comes to our emotions and our feelings, and what's best for our own lives. We often think we know what's best. But the writer of the proverb here says no. Don't lean on your own understanding. Because you just have like a one dimensional view of your life. God is looking on your view like a 3D. Like a three dimensional view. And he can see everything that is around you. Trusting God because he understands you better than you understand you. God understands you better than you understand you. You know, one of the things that I find tough in life is being in the vehicle being in the car in an unknown city with my wife in the passenger seat. We have a great marriage, but there comes a time when we are in an unknown city, we don't know which way to go, and I think I know which way to go, and Raquel thinks she knows which way to go. And, and if there's anything that would break up a marriage, it's driving in an unknown city. And so what happens is we're driving, and she's like, you're not going to read in road signs. Uh, this, go this way, go this way, go this way. And she's like in my ear, like yap, 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 yap. And guys, you know that you just like shut them out in the end. Like You get focused. You're like, no, I know which way I'm going. And so often I think, no, I'm, I'm going the, the right way. And then she always tells me, she always says that, no, you you just never listen to me. You always think you know which is best, which way to go. And 80% of the time, I do know which way to go because I've checked it beforehand. I've looked at a map. I kind of know where I'm going. i got a better sense of direction than she has. And uh, But don't tell her that. And uh, Otherwise, I get on the way home. Yep, yep, yep. No, I'm kidding. But uh, But, you know, I... Half the time, I know which way to go. But there are those occasions I do not know which way to go. And being stubborn old me, I decide, no, let's try this way. Or let's try this. And there's Raquel saying, stop and ask somebody for directions. Why don't you stop at this gas station ask somebody? I'm like, no, I know which way to go. And then what happens for the next 30 minutes, an hour, we're just going in circles because I'm trying to find which way to go because I'm so stubborn that I think I know best instead of asking somebody who knows better than me. And life can be like that. We can be going in circles after circles because we're trusting in our own understanding. But God is saying, don't trust in your own understanding. Trust in me because I know which way to go. So, trust in God. We also see that here the proverb says, trust in God with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Then he said, seek God's will in all that you do. Seek God's will in all of you, all that you do. How many of you, when you were kids, you liked to play hide and go seek? Well, I'm surprised. I hated it. I hated the game. And I just didn't see the point of it. And uh, I, would, I, 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 would, I would hide. And I'm like, this is just game is just pointless. You don't win anything for, 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 you know, you don't get a prize. You don't, like, even get really bragging rights. And it's just like it can go on forever and ever. And I even didn't like it it even more when I was the one who had to do the seeking. I felt like, like dumb or something. Because you could hear people, but you couldn't find them. You'd hear them sniggering, and you'd be looking around, and you just didn't know where to go. And for me, I hated seeking. I hate to seek things. Like egg hunts when I was a kid. I just didn't like them. I'm like, give me the chocolate. Just give it me in the basket. I'll eat it. I don't want to go and find it. And life can be so much like that. We don't like to seek things out. We don't like to seek counsel. We don't like to seek direction because we want it just on our plate. And here in the United States, we have everything just in our reach. You know, if we want some milk, we go get some milk. If we want some water, we just turn the faucet and the water comes out. You know, if, 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 if we want a snack, we'll just go down the store, have a snack. If we want a hamburger, then we go to McDonald's or Burger King or Five Guys. That's the place. And uh, we we go and get ourselves a hamburger. But yet, when it comes to life choices, it's so much harder. It's not just in our reach. We have to seek out God and God's will. Because you know what? God has a plan for your life. And God's will for your life is way better than anything that your life could have. Anything way better than anything that you could uh, plan for your life. God's plan is way better better. And God asks one thing of you. Seek Him. You know, Jesus said to His disciples one time, He said, you know, if you knock at the door, at my door, I'm going to open it. If you ask of me, then I'm going to give it. And if you seek me, you will find me. You see, God wants to play a game of hide and go seek with you. But the difference is, God wants to be found. So as soon as you go like one, two, three, ten, ready or not, I'm coming, you start to seek him, and then you see God. But so so many of us, we refuse to play the game. We refuse to seek after God. Here in Proverbs chapter two, and verse five, sorry, verse three to five, it says, Cry out, every one of us, cry out for insight. And ask God for understanding. Search for insight and understanding as you would search for silver. And seek them out like you would hidden treasures. Then, once you seek them, you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain great knowledge of God. You will gain great knowledge of God when you seek God When you seek to understand God and seek God's will, you will gain understanding of God. And it's only when we seek God that we find Him. And when we find Him, we start to understand Him. And when we understand Him, we realize that God's way is so much better for our lives than our ways. The Bible says that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are bigger than our ways. You know, even Jesus, just before He died... He was like late at night in in this this little park or garden. And he knelt on his knees knowing what was happening. And he said, God, not my will, but your will be done. Don't let it be about me. And this was Jesus saying this. But God, let your will be done in my life. And God is saying the same to you. He's saying, let it be about me, not about you. Seek my will, not your will. And then this is what will happen. The Bible says, seek. Trust in God with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek God's will in all that you do and then this will happen. God will show you which path to take. He will show you which path to take. There will be no more coin toss. Heads, I go this way. Tails, I go this way. When you seek God, God will show you which path to take. Which direction to take in life. You know Psalm 37 Chapter 20, um, Psalm 37 verse 23 says this. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the Godly. He delights in every detail of their life. The Lord directs the steps of those who seek Him. Those who trust in Him. He directs their steps and shows them which way to go. Because He has planned out every detail of your life. From waking up this morning, God had planned that detail out. From going to bed tonight, God has planned that detail out. Every part of your day, God has planned it out on a big blueprint for your life. And he's saying, if you just trust in me, if you seek to do my will in all that you do, then I will show you which path to take in life. You know, without God in your life, I think life can be miserable. Without God in your life, I think life can be cold. I think life can be tough. I think you can stay awake at night and struggle over decisions that you have to make. I think when it comes to major life choices, sometimes those decisions, those choices haunt you. And if you don't have God in your life, you're not seeking God's will in your life, and God is not directing you, I don't know how people can cope. But when God is in your life, God is directing you and showing you which way to go. And sometimes you'll think, God, is, is this your way or, this, or is this your way? But when you start to trust God and seek Him, God will just supernaturally, I don't know how He does it, but He just directs you in the right place and you have a peace and you're able to sleep at night. Follow God's path. God promises if you trust in Him and not yourself, if you seek Him in everything that you do, you seek His will; He will give you guidance and direction in every part of your life. So today, I want to leave you with a choice. So you got your coins in your hands: heads or tails? Heads or tails? Heads. I trust in God. I seek His will. Tails. I choose to trust in my own understanding. I seek my own will in my life. I tell you, you choose heads. Your life will never be the same. Your life will be overflown with joy and happiness and peace and hope. You choose tails. Your life will be full of indecision. It may be full of heartbreak. It may be full of pain kind of a chance way to go. This is like locked and secure that God will direct your paths in every way that you go. Those who trust in God, God directs their path. I know many years ago which path I decided to take. And I've made some bad choices in my life. And I know every time I've made a bad choice, it's because I have not sought after God. I have not sought his will. I have not trusted in God. I've decided that I know better. I can be very stubborn at times, and I think I know what's best. I know what's best for Alex. But yet, I come to a point where I'm like, I don't know anything about Alex. God knows everything about me. And if I just trust in him, he will guide me on the right path. You know, I've watched many of my friends grow up. Many of my friends grew up in church, going to church. They didn't like church. They found church dull and boring. They kind of went away from church. They went away from God. And they decided to seek their own will and their own understanding. And many of my friends now, they're living a life of regret and a life of hurt. And they don't know which way to go. They're trying this and they're trying that. Because they've got no direction in life. And they're struggling. But I know that I have a peace about my life. Because I've decided to trust in God. So this morning, heads or tails.